I'm the husband of one wife, the father of one son. Life should be simple for me, but I am somewhat of a musician. Hmm. My name is Hovig. Welcome to my podcast, Drop a Note. Stay with me. I'm going to talk about music, life, and everything in between. Welcome to the first episode of my podcast. When I was a baby, my parents tell me that I used to cry anytime anyone sang minor key lullabies to me. Now, instead of removing these lullabies from their playlists back then, they actually added them to their guest entertainment program. So, when visitors came to our house, they would bring them to my room and of course they would gush and ooh and ah, what a cute little baby I was. My parents and aunts and grandmas and anyone who was there, they would say something like, you want to see how he cries when we sing to him? And then they would start singing the minor key lullabies. And of course, I would start crying like a cruel circus act. I have forgiven them for this. But moving on, when I got a bit older and could sit up by myself, I would spend hours listening to music from records, LPs, over and over again, holding the sleeve covers in my hand, pretending I could read what they said, improvising my accompaniments on makeshift drum sets with whatever I could find around me. Then the piano lesson started, I think when I was four or five. Uh, coincidentally, that's around the time the Civil War started in Lebanon too, and it lasted for 16 years, pretty much throughout my childhood and teenage years. We lived through dangerous days, difficult days, on certain days. I had to change kindergarten a couple of times. And my piano lessons also had to adapt and move around. Different teachers, different buildings. But the one building I still remember, the main music conservatory in our city. I don't remember how many years I had lessons there. Like I said, during the war, things stopped and started again. Not unlike the recent lockdowns we have been having because of COVID-19. But that building... Just the thought of going to that building would make me anxious. It still does until today. So you had to walk up a flight of wide, uneven steps to get to the entrance. And I remember more than once crying and refusing to go up. And my mother patiently encouraging me to do so. Inside the building, there were different rooms. Uh, piano sounds coming out of each one as different lessons were being held simultaneously. I remember the damp smell the creaky doors, the gas heaters, you know, the type that really don't warm up the room, but you can burn yourself if you get too close, those ones. Strict teachers, no warm welcomes, no smiles. Okay, I may be over-dramatizing it a bit, but I really hated those lessons. I wanted to stop them. I often pleaded with my mom to do so. You have talent, she would say. You shouldn't stop. And then she would tell me her story. Now, this is an interesting story. I often tell it to my students now. My mom had piano lessons growing up, and by the time she got into her late teens, she had made good progress, and she participated in her piano grade examination in order to advance to the next level. She felt she had played quite well for the examination, and then she got the results. Fail. She was upset. It was also the last years of her high school, so she told her mom she wanted to stop the piano 
and concentrate on her school studies instead. Her mom agreed. Only years later, my mother found out why she had failed her piano exam. She was not the only one. In fact, all the students who took the exam that particular year did not pass. The reason? The members of the examination board were feeling that the overall level of piano playing had gotten weaker in recent years, so in their abundant wisdom, they decided to fail everyone regardless of how well they performed in order to raise the standards for the future. And get this, they didn't bother telling the students about their ingenious strategy. People have been prosecuted for crimes against humanity for lesser evil than that. I don't want you to regret stopping the piano like I do now, my mom would conclude. And patiently wait for me to climb those stairs again and again. So I continued, reluctantly. I was falling out of love with this whole music thing. And remember, we were living in Beirut during war. Music performance opportunities were scarce. It didn't seem to be leading anywhere. But then I discovered Richard Kleiderman. Have you heard his name before? Famous French pianist who often performed with an orchestra. He was very popular in the 1980s when I was a teenager. I know I sound much younger than I really am. His tunes were pretty, simple, but nice. I had his cassettes and we listened to them over and over again. You may know some of his famous pieces, like this one. Or this one, maybe? So all of a sudden, I wanted to play like Kleiderman. But of course, I didn't have his music scores. So I sat at the piano and started playing them by ear. Now, I'll talk about playing by ear in another episode, I promise. But all of a sudden, I was enjoying the piano and wanting to be on it for hours. Maybe not practicing the pieces my teachers wanted me to, but I had found musical happiness. I started playing some of the pieces at school, during assemblies and other small concerts. And soon after, as my fingers got more confident discovering notes, chords, progressions, keys on the piano, I started coming up with my own music. So, as you can see, music has been a major companion on my life journey from those tearful lullabies uh, to almost giving up to discovering the joy of playing and composing. But, as you may have noticed in the introduction of the podcast, I'm a bit reluctant to call myself a musician. I am somewhat of a musician. Why, you may be asking. I'll tell you why. When I say a real musician, what comes to your mind? Someone who eats, drinks, breathes music, who practices seven, eight hours a day, who knows everything there is to know about music history and theory, etc., etc. I'm not like that. Don't get me wrong, I love music, but I love other things as well. For example, growing up, I really wanted to be a football player. Soccer for you Americans. It never happened, but I've been playing most of my life on a regular basis, and I still play five-a-side every week. And when I score a nice goal or give a clever assist, the buzz I get from that is the same buzz I get from playing the piano for a nice production or discovering an unexpected jazz chord while improvising with a band. 
I also feel I'm somewhat of a musician because there are areas in which I struggle musically. One of the curses of being able to play by ear is that you can rely on it to carry you through most of the time, but it diminishes other skills and practices which are important. I often wish I had more opportunities and training growing up, that my brain had more capacity to process the music, that my fingers would follow better what I hear in my head. Am I starting to sound more like a somewhat of a frustrated musician, maybe? Sorry. I think anyone involved in the creative arts has to shadow box with insecurities and if-onlys. But the thing I feel blessed with is the ability to express and share the music that is in my heart. And that's why I love composing so much. And that brings me beautifully to the last part of the podcast, where we talk about a piece of music that I've written and I walk you through the process of the composition. Today's piece is also on my recent piano album, Peaceful. It's track number seven, and it's called Tonight. When I first wrote it, I gave it the Armenian title, Aiskisher, which, funny enough, is the Armenian for tonight. There you go. You learned your first Armenian word, Aiskisher. So, let's go back around 36 years. The year is 1985. I remember very vividly sitting on the piano in our living room and feeling, yes, feeling the opening bars of the piece. It's in a minor key. Of course, with my childhood experience in Armenian DNA, I enjoy minor keys. And in this case, the key of C minor, which was and still is one of my favorites. And it's in three-fourths time. It has a constantly changing pattern of chords. I like that. I get bored if a chord stays the same for too long. So, the left hand starts on C minor and goes down chromatically with each part of the introduction. Down to F sharp and resolving in sustained G. Now the main tune starts, and I felt like I could keep the same chord progression, or maybe I should say regression since the chords are going down. Hmm. But the right hand now plays the melody. repeats it, but this time the melody has a slight variation. At this point, I couldn't really keep using the same chord sequence anymore. I had milked it dry already, having used it both for the introduction and the first part of the melody. So we move to a bridge. F minor 7, B flat 7, E flat, and then B major with a D bass. Now, where do I go from here? I felt a bit stuck. It felt like I was on a very short bridge, but couldn't see an obvious way of getting off it. So the fingers try some options, and I probe here and there on the keys, and suddenly G minor appears, and with it another small bridge. And this section ends with an F major, a second in it. 
you notice there that the tone of the piece became brighter. I sort of trespassed into major territory. I like doing that in music because our feelings are like that. Life is like that. You have a gloomy day and suddenly, unexpectedly, a ray of sunshine comes in and makes you smile. And maybe then the sadness comes back and so on. This is life. Our emotions are complicated. We are complicated. But I digress. Sorry. Back to our living room in Beirut, 1985. When I first played this second bridge, I got excited. I got goosebumps. And I still get them now. Then we come to the last part of the piece, the resolution. The last bridge left me on an F major, remember? So I go directly to F minor. Again, change of mood. Now repeat it, but starting with G minor instead. Same chord sequence, but the right hand melody swells for the ending in a new variation. Finishing with an E-flat into F major 7th, a transition that I like a lot, and concluding with an unresolved sustained G major. And to finish the piece, we go back to the intro, but use it as the outro. And that is tonight, one of my earlier compositions. I hope you enjoyed it. And if you did, go now on Spotify or Apple Music, wherever you get your music, and look for it and download it. In fact, I would be disappointed if you don't actually buy the whole album. I'm going to ask you next time. And if you are a piano player and you would like to play the Tonight piece yourself, you can get the score online now. Look for the link in the information details of the podcast. Go on, have a go. Send me a recording of you playing it. I would love to hear that. As long as you don't do a reggae cover of it, okay? Hey, I hope you enjoyed the first episode of Drop a Notes. And I hope you tune in next time where I talk more about music and life and another composition. Until then, my name is Hovik and I am somewhat of a musician. <laughs>